Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. So happy to have you back to another episode of If You Know, You Know, the show for Web3 creators and enthusiasts. I am your host, Belle, and each week I'm joined by Web3 experts to bring you the latest trends, opportunities, and perspectives from the creators who are really shaping the future of technology and art. Nothing we ever say is financial advice, and it's always important to do your own research. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. I am so happy to see new faces. Love you guys for joining us. We do this show every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, and you can also find it on any of your favorite streaming platforms. I want to take a quick moment to just encourage everybody to share the room so we can get some more people in here. Um, let's see if I can if I can pin up the post that I just made, just let making sure that we know that everybody is live in here um, so that we can get some more people. Today's show is powered by Tao. And in case you missed it, a couple of weeks ago, we kicked off our partnership by launching Space Caps POAPs. And each week you get to collect a new Space Caps commemorating that week's special guest. If you've been showing up and uh, collecting them by now, you've been able to collect for rogues. We did Snowfro. We had myself. Today, in a few minutes, I'm going to be posting up here Adam Tastic's um, amazing Space Cat Po app that I, I'm happy to share with everybody. And our partnership with Tao is a really special one because of the values. Let me take a second just in case you haven't heard me talk about this. Um, Tao stands for Trust, Access, Opportunities, and Attention. And it's something that we've been working on for quite a long time. And the reason that I chose to partner with Tao is because those values and visions of where what we see that is needed in Web3 and where we need to go further to improve Web3, it aligns perfectly. So everything that I stand for, that I, you know, that, that I value that I believe in, et cetera, ended up aligning perfectly. And so therefore that is who um first time ever decided to partner with anybody in the Web3 space. So super happy and proud to collaborate with that. And again, you get to collect the PO apps. And we announced it last week of what you get to to get. And if anybody has been following the BRC twenty um, movement, I guess, for lack of a better word, then you know that that's that you know translates to, to 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 a completely new ecosystem that stands for um, Bitcoin, right? And and the underlying Bitcoin um, ecosystem, and um, there's cash money that's actually translated to that. So if you are collecting uh, for every five. Apps that you collect, you actually qualify. You got to do some other things along with that, and so make sure that you're following, you know, to the rules. But you, but once you qualify, then you actually get airdrops with that. Tell me who else is doing that in the space. So enough about that. I want to by now. Hopefully, you've had a chance to retweet, get some more people in here. I am super excited about today's conversation. We're gonna have an uplifting conversation. We are going to have a fun conversation. I have two of the nicest people uh, ever. If you haven't had the pleasure, or maybe you already have had the pleasure of knowing them, know who they are. Today's focus primarily 100%. We want to shower with love is Adam 
so excited to have you on here. And we also have Brian Brinkman already, um, a friend of the show and one, again, one of the nicest people that are in the space. So today is going to be positive, fun. Let's get those good vibes going. Adam, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Hello. Hi. Thanks so much for having me, Bill. Um, and hi, Brian and everybody else who showed up. How's it going? Uh, man, I could, I could just listen to your music playlist. So we don't really have to talk if you want. You could just put music back on. We'll be, we'll just enjoy DJ Bell. We're, we're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) When Brian was on here a couple of weeks ago, he also said that. And I was like, man, please, like, no, nobody give me more reason to just, you know, (laughs) just create a DJ Bell space. I'm telling you, man. Um, that's, that's, that makes my heart happy. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Brian, how are you? I'm doing very well. Even, you know, better now that I get to talk to both of you and uh, hear Adam's uh, soothing voice. Uh, but I'm very well. I'm, I feel like uh, there's already great vibes going on in here. Always, always, always. I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. I did this to someone else a long time ago, and I loved how it immediately made them um, kind of squirm, but in a very positive way, <laughs> because it was like, I wasn't prepared for that. I want to try something because you two, uh, I know by doing a little bit of research, go way back. Right? And I feel like you two are friends. And, um, and, and so I think that this is a good position to put you in, Brian. <laughs> I want to introduce Adam and I really want to get to know Adam a little bit more. And normally when we as creators, as human beings, honestly, are interviewed or put in a position where, you know, we ask people to say, tell me about yourself. A lot of us struggle with, well, shit, where do I start? Like, I don't, I don't want to say too much, you know, because I'm going to sound you know, a certain way, et cetera. I'm really nervous or whatever. Right. But there's always that best friend. There's always that friend that steps in and is like, I got you. So Brian, I'm going to put you in that position, right? If you were introducing Adam, how would you introduce him? Oh man. Well, like you said, I've known Adam um, for quite a while now, over a decade for sure. Um, how would I describe Adam? Um, fluffy, I think. Uh, you know that that's a part of his um, brand, but it's also, I think, how you could describe his personality. Uh, I think he's always uh, optimistic, always positive, and the work he does is made to make people feel good uh, almost all the time. And so I think, you know, it's about, you know, he's able to give so much joy because he's filled with it, if that makes sense. I love that. Yes, I I really like that. You have this, you have, it has to be genuine. A person that really shares joy and anything that has to do with a positive light has to feel it. It has to come within them. So for sure, I really like the description. Adam is an emotional expressionist artist, right? Um, 
The official description is whimsical pieces are often vibrant, character centric and introspective, and you connect people with their inner child. But every single thing that I see or that I saw, Adam, when I was doing a little bit of research just by, you know, having met you personally and the vibes that are around you. I mean, even the color of the background that you've chosen for your PFP screams out positivity and lightness and fluffiness, honestly, as as, uh, as funny as that is, but but it's true. So I want to hear from you, Adam. How would you describe yourself? Oh, oh man. Um, thank you, Brian. That was very, that was very nice of you. I, <laughs> I could have, I could have gone any which way. So thank you for, <laughs> for being so kind. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. How would I describe myself? Um, I, I generally positive outlook, um, trying to do what I can to make the world a better place. Um, trying to, I, I mean, that's, Brian was very kind in what he said. And, and, you know, I think, um, that's, I'm very, uh, I'm, that makes me feel real, real great to hear that because it sort of like validates the things that I've just been doing as, uh, you know, being who I am and to hear that sort of, um, reflected, uh, from, from other people is, is always kind of, um, you know, just really, really nice to, you know, and rewarding to hear that. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm just, I'm just trying like, you know, to, to do what I can to, to put a smile on someone's face. Cause I feel like there's, there's, it's so easy to, to be negative. Um, but I think that so much more can be achieved with positivity and not toxic positivity, not, you know, fake, you know, garbage positivity but you know actually stemming from genuinely giving a crap about either you know people or the thing that you're trying to do or, and a lot of a lot of what I preach to other people is is whatever you're going to do do it with intention and um, you know and, and try when possible um, you know to to have a, a good outlook because you can you can you can change things you can do you know you can be a positive change and other people around you can pick up on that energy and, you know, and, you know, just by doing a little bit, you can, you can change a lot. A hundred percent. I really like that. Tell us who you were before, you know, did it art before you found NFTs. And then, and then I slowly want to get into how you did discover crypto art. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, before, crypto art, uh, just murder spree, lots of just, you know, killing and, um, just evil. Uh, <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was, is that the, is that the part you were afraid that Brian was actually yeah. going to talk about? Yeah, I know his secret. <laughs> he knows where all the bodies are buried. I mean, he helped bring them to the places. So it was, you know, but you know, you need a, you need a friend like that, you know? Um, yeah, no, I was, uh, I was actually, uh, um, I was a creative director, uh, still am, but, uh, that was my, my main gig. I was a creative director for about 15 years, uh, working agency life, uh, commercial related stuff. Uh, a lot of it was automotive. Um, some of it was, uh, healthcare and stuff that, you know, just kind of paid the bills. Um, uh, but, uh, all, you know, I, so I did that for years, you know, there were 
um, you know, there was, there was a lot of really cool stuff that I was able to work on and I was fortunate to work, um, directly with a lot of big brands and, and whatnot. And so like that, that was fun from just like, you know, pre- challenges that it presented and, um, and, and budgets that were at the time, you know, good budgets to work on some fun stuff and play with some toys and, you know, play with, uh, a lot of really creative and talented people that I got to build teams around. Um, and so I did that for, for a long time. Um, and, uh, but all the, all the while, I mean, I've sort of always been making art. So like digital art, when, when, you know, people talk about NFTs and digital art, and like none of that is, is really new to me. Um, so it always kind of struck me as like, you know, this thing that was being, you know, declared as new and digital art. And I was like, man, I've been, <laughs> by definition, I've been doing digital art and just art in general my whole life. Um, you know, back, I, I got oddly proficient at Microsoft Paint when I was a kid, you know, like, um, because that's all, that's all I had, you know, before like Photoshop and stuff. So like, you know, you work with the tools that you got. So technically I've been making digital art alongside most of um, analog art my whole life. Um, and I, I'd been in some gallery shows. Uh, but the funny thing with that is uh, anytime I was in a gallery show, um, it was very clear. And, you know, you would ask, um, but you would be told very early on, it, it has to be physical paintings. It can't be digital. Um, and, you know, besides not having like a screen to display it, even if you had done it digitally and printed it out, even a high quality print, they, they weren't having it. Um, it was, you know, um, traditional mediums or, or bust, which I was, you know, at the time it was, it was kind of odd, but I, you know, because I was doing some, so many things natively digitally, um, and, uh, analog. So it really wasn't like a big problem because I really, I was already doing things with, with paint and, um, acrylic and, and, you know, just, just sketching and drawing every day, um, trying to work through thousands of terrible drawings to get to one good one, you know, that, that's sort of part of the practice, um, daily drawings and just, uh, you know, not posting every days, but drawing every day, you know, like just trying to work on the craft. And so, yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, that's, that's what I did for a long time until, um, until I found NFTs and, because I had been posting to Instagram and I had zero traction. Like it was, it was pretty bad. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what that was about that. Maybe it was probably consistency um, because I was making stuff all the time, but I wasn't always posting it. Um, uh, yeah. So um, then uh, comes, uh, you know, 2020 um, towards the end of 2020. Uh, and uh, I'm sure uh, Brian's probably sick and tired of hearing this story, but uh, he is, uh, he's the reason that I'm, that I'm here <laughs> in any of this. Uh, so I have him to, to thank and curse, um, because of it. Uh, so it was, uh, it was the end of 2020. Um, and he was, uh, he had just, uh, posted, on Instagram, uh, a Nimbud or two. And that was, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Brian was an early art blocks, um, project curated project uh over there and he made these really cute adorable clouds and it was he posted it on instagram and the caption had something to do with nfts blockchain art blocks generative and i didn't understand any of it but something about it between the character and it really it succeeded in its 
it, you know, in maybe one of its goals it, or unknown goals of like, you know, bringing on people because I saw that and I was like, I don't know what this is. I like the art. I read the description. It makes no sense to me, but it's intriguing enough that I want to like, it felt like he was speaking another language. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I hopped on a call with him uh, and he kind of gave me a, a high level rundown of it. Um, and I'm also friends with uh, the the guy who programmed uh, all of it for him, uh, which is uh, our friend Manny. Um, and so, and Manny's an insanely talented um guy mostly the effects when i met him but he was working on code and learning code and now he's um he's over at pixel vault and he's just you know he's a beast <laughs> um so uh yeah so i was really kind of like oddly incredibly lucky to have friends who were also you know learning this stuff in real time and sharing about it um and those guys i mean like i talked to them for hours and hours and they were very generous with their time and it was just like two three in the morning uh, on calls multiple times i was taking feverish notes about the space like i'm i still have them um they're it's like six pages of handwritten crazy chaos of like nft don't mint here minting equals this where do we go how do i do ethereum because like i was i didn't have any crypto even though friends had told me in the past like hey you should get like you know get a bitcoin wallet it's only this is how you do it and i was like ah, i don't really i don't know i don't i don't want to mess around with it because it seemed complicated you know this wallet thing and you know what a shame because that would have been that would have been pretty awesome to have some of that um you know back in 2017 when people told me about it um but you know this was one of those moments where Brian got me excited about it. He told me the stuff, you know, like everything I needed to know to set it up. And I looked at it and I could have just been like, ah, it's too hard. But I was like, nah, screw it. This is, I'm not going to be that guy. Like I, I, I just want to figure this out. And I got really stubborn about it and I got really excited and it was, you know, kind of a, kind of a crash course in figuring this out. Cause there were no like YouTube tutorials. There wasn't anything, there was no documentation on this stuff. It was just friends helping friends. Um, and right around that same time, um, that's when I was on clubhouse and, uh, and I, I thought I was there for like cinematography and, you know, talking with all these other directors and, um, and I wound up like, I don't know exactly how I wound up in a room about NFTs, but it's sort of like all kind of collided at the same time. Um, that I don't remember that first room, but I remember, you know, walking away being like, okay, so now, now I feel like I'm not alone, right? There's, you know, a hundred or 200 people here who also don't know what the hell they're doing, <laughs> but are interested. And that's when I met a whole bunch of my really close friends in here that I still talk to on the daily, um, you know, and, and you got friends like Jen Stein, um, you know, who, I mean, talk about someone who just went in and learned the hell out of this stuff. Um, and cause, and so she was great because anything that she learned, she was incredibly generous with her time and put out tutorials. Um, and so, and we would just be, you know, texting back and forth, trying to learn stuff. And so, yeah, that was, that was how that kind of all came together. Um, you know, really nice long winded answer, but, um, yeah. And so Jen, like early 2021, I think it was a, February like I, I I didn't want to just mint to mint like I had I recognized that I didn't want 
to just, you know, haphazardly do it. I don't know, for whatever reason. And, you know, everyone is different. But I just wanted it to be a little bit more special. And so, I really, I worked for like two months on a, on a piece and um, eventually put some, you know, did some tests. And, you know, Brian definitely got, you know, some early early stuff that I was making just to see if the shit worked, you know. Um, and so, I appreciate that. And also, one of the cool things was that, like, when I came in, Brian, like, I had nothing on Twitter. I was not on Twitter. And then um, Brian was really cool, and he vouched for me. And he said, hey, you know, people that I'm friends with, this is my friend Adam. He's pretty dope, and he's trying to get in. And suddenly I had, you know, a bunch of legends following me that were, you know, I didn't know any better. I don't know who's who. But they were all really helpful. And that was sort of like that shaped my understanding of the space and how I moved forward from there on in the space, which was a culmination of like Brian giving me his time, Manny giving him me his time and clubhouse where everyone was learning. I just wanted to help other people when I learned something. So I would, I 2021, I had hundreds of conversations um, where I helped onboard or tried to onboard people um, just to, you know, cause I was so excited just to get people in and just to help people figure it out. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that's sort of like, where I got to. Um, what's up, Brian? Well, I just wanted to add, you know, knowing you for so long, I think, you know, you, you're throwing out these things like, oh, all this happened because of me or Manny or all these other things. But really, uh, it's the, the drive and hustle that you've had for, you know, well over a decade. Um, you know, back in the day, I would see Adam at like the New York craft fair selling stuffed animals and, uh, posting on Instagram all the time. And so, you know, when you, when you look at artists that you think might do well in the space, uh, the first thing I look at is, is this person got like the drive and hustle that is required in this space? And Adam obviously has it. I uh, mean, I appreciate that. Thank you. It, yeah. <laughs> it was, it, I, I love yeah. it. I love it here. <laughs> You have to have that drive um, to be able to make it in this space. You hit the nail on the head, Adam, on a couple of things when you were talking, and I quickly jotted them down because I want to circle back to them. A, a couple of different things that I think set you apart, and I really want to get in. I think it's a great example for, you know, just other artists who I, I feel like a lot of the artists that that I see that, you know, have, we have the pleasure of having in this room right now. And then also just artists that are hustling in the space because that's what it takes right now of your, your, you know, um, having to do a little bit extra. And part of why you are having to do a little bit extra is that friction that you, that you talked about within just a couple of things. One of the things that you said was you had not gotten into crypto. You didn't have any coins. You didn't have any crypto when you started your journey in NFTs. And so many people start off with that same perception, right, of what? You're telling me that if I want to have digital art, then I have to have cryptocurrency. But cryptocurrency is a fraud and cryptocurrency is nothing but a scam. And I don't I don't even want to touch that world. Um, and so that's, that's a huge friction, right? And you, it, it was a different world in the height of, in summer of 2021, where people were willing to overlook that and people were, were, you know, willing to say, 
hey, this is the cool thing to do. This is the meta. Everybody's going to jump on it. But it's not the same thing right now. Right now, you have that friction that has come back around. And I would argue maybe even twofold, you know, because now a lot of the people that don't want to come in are are having the perception of, you see, I told you, I told you it wasn't going to go well. And now, you know, if you look at the mainstream articles, for example, they'll tell you very quickly that we are at 90 percent, you know, lower the values on NFTs, specifically on digital art than it was. Now, you do your homework and you realize that that's that's a lot of fluff. But nevertheless, though, that is the public perception. Um, and then you mentioned another friction point that that I think really speaks to having that drive and having that hustle. And that was that you weren't even on Twitter. And, you know, one of the things that that I hear artists talk a lot about is exactly, you know, that that has everything to do with or I should say X. That you weren't even on X has a lot of how you market yourself on X. And going up against other artists who are also trying to hustle and also trying to, you know, get attention and and have mints. Um, you made um, you you dropped a new collection during this bear market, and you sold out. Congratulations on that! But there was a post that you made specifically talking about just that. You know, who in their right mind has a drop in the middle of a bear market? Only those people that have conviction within themselves. And that's a conversation that I think is super interesting and a very good example and a reminder for all of us. So um, talk to us a little bit about that. Oof, uh, thanks. Yeah, um, there, you know, like I, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I think that when you talk about public perception, it is unfortunate that, you know, things have swung back so much harder on the pendulum, but that's because things were, were unrealistic. It wasn't just people were interested. This was a gold rush that happened in 2021. And not most people or a lot of people were, were not in this for the art or in this for, you know, anything other than just making a bag and, you know, more, more power to the ones who figured that out without scamming people. So congratulations. But, um, you know, to see the pullback made, like it made sense. I, I think it would be silly, you know, to come in here and not see that as, as a inevitability. Um, but now we're sort of like, you know, starting, starting to build back um, as far as dropping in a bear, you know, I see, I see a bunch of people down there that I know have, have dropped during that, you know, this time, some to more success than others, but it's because, in general, we're not going to stop creating stuff, right? Like we're not, this is what we, what we do. Like we're going to keep making things bare or bull. And it's, you know, whether or not we mint things or try to sell them, you know, if you're, if you're an artist, your brain doesn't just, you know, stop making art, you know, one day, like you can, you can take breaks, but it's just who you are. So we're going to keep making stuff. And I think that's part of the, that's that's part of what is what you're seeing right now is even the people who are putting stuff out like not you know not everything sells and that's that's okay right now because you know when there aren't people here later people are going to come and see stuff that was minted earlier people are going to find some rare gems this is an insane time to collect work from people that 
I, I couldn't afford before, right? Like there's, you know, there's all those wonderful things, but also I think, and I forget who, man, there's, there's too many things to keep track of, but I forget who mentioned it. Um, but the idea of minting um, or just making artwork in a, you know, basically building up your portfolio of reserves of things that, you know, you, you that your your portfolio collection that stuff that's going to be in your archive and available whenever you want right and also the other part of this is we as artists are constantly evolving you know um like i i made stuff you know like two years ago a year ago i'm i'm proud of it i'm happy with it but i might not you know mint that if i hadn't minted it already because i've evolved from there um, and I think that's that's totally fine. I think it's um, I think the the way we get through a bear is that we continue doing what we're doing as far as creating, but we also recognize what the market is and what the market can can withstand, um, and understanding you know just setting expectations um, realistically. And all of uh, you know that's uh, extra hard for some of us because all of 2021 and some of 2022 were completely skewed expectations. Um, and so, you know, I think back to when I was selling art in a gallery show and it was, you know, charged, let's say, you know, $500 for a painting. And I wished I could have charged more, but I knew that I was only walking away with 250 because the gallery was taking half. And, you know, like there's, it's still, in, an incredible blessing to be able to sell art at any at any level, right? Um, and so, to me, it's sort of like if you're, and I've said this from the moment I walked in to this space. If you're, if I'm making something that at the end of the day I'm happy with and I'm proud of, then that's that's all I can really do, and that's what that's what I can control um, in terms of how I feel from from the piece, and hopefully it can connect with somebody else. And if it can connect with someone else, whether that's monetarily or not, that's, that's a huge win. Um, you know, because they're right click saving in their brain just by seeing the thing that I'm making, right? Like they can enjoy it without even having to collect it. And, you know, I, I think it's an incredible thing to be able to finally collect digital art, um, to help validate so many artists whose medium was l looked at for so long as, um, you know, as less than. Uh, so I don't know. I think, I think any, any win, like this community is a win. I know that it's, it's not perfect by any means. It's, you know, got scammers, it's got, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff and, and, you know, weird, you know, negative stuff too, but like the community as a whole is a win. Like I, I've been in other art communities over the years and eventually they kind of fizzle out or they don't have, um, I think one of the ingredients that was missing in those communities is that they were only artists, right? And they, they were amazing communities, but when, you know, it was so siloed that it was just only artists. Like, I think that it is healthy to have, you know, people coming in from the outside and either validating or not, you know, we, you know, looking at the work and, and being objective and, you know, 
some people who are amazing collectors in this space um, where that's all they do is collect art. It's, it's all, it's wild to see because it's so, it's so wonderful um, for any of the work that they've collected on any level from anybody. Um, because that, that was a part of the dialogue that was missing from so many communities in terms of, um, you know, uh, a, a dialogue that was never really opened before, um, at least for, you know, the communities that I've been in. And so I, I think, I think it's, I think it's respect the, the fact that we are in a situation where people lost a lot of money, respect the fact that on both sides, right. And come into this with an open mind and willing to, um, have conversations because any of anything that moves forward is because of, of trust and because of relationships that are built. And so if you weren't already building relationships in one way or another, whether it's DMS tweets, you know, just, you know, just, just being nice to people and, you know, commenting when they, when they comment on your stuff, like it, it, those are the things that we can control in a market like this that could set us up, you know, for more success later in whatever form of success you want to, you know, consider. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, I, I want to hit you. You talked a little bit about it, but I, I really want to talk more about it because, um, man, building those relationships in this space and not letting yourself be siloed, right? And not letting yourself be pigeonholed in one particular community within all of the different communities in the NFT space is all, is almost key. That is, I, I feel like that's the only way that you end up uh, really growing. Um, and so you talked a little bit about how you, you know, how you did that, the liking and the retweets, et cetera. And as basic as that sounds, I know that a lot of people, um, you talked about Clubhouse also, and these Twitter spaces that we hold are just a fantastic opportunity to build those community, you know, those, those, those communities and get to know each other, et cetera. But I'd really like to know you and also Brian to you as well uh, of like how you are building growing your community and your tribe within a bear market and how you are both preparing for you know hopefully on wood the next tremendous even better than ever bull market because um to your point adam this opportunity that we are in right now this time and moment that we are in right now ends up presenting a lot of rare opportunities like collecting from the artists that perhaps you couldn't have during, you know, the, the, um, the bull market, uh, like being able to reach out to people that perhaps would be too busy on any other type of time of the season. So it really presents each, uh, these really cool opportunities. And so I'm wondering how both of you are taking advantage of that. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw that question out um, Brian, we can start with you, but before we do, I want to point everybody's attention. I just pinned up on the top the tweet that you are going to need to be able to uh, collect today's POAP. So make sure that you go to the pin tweet right now and take a look at that 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 uh, space cap with Adam's uh, 
face on their hands. I was going to say pretty face. It was Adam's handsome face up there. I don't think, Adam, that you had even seen it. So it's a really cool poem. Make sure that you go in there. The instructions are on there. Make sure that you are following me, that you're following Adam, that you're following Tao. Uh, comment, like, and retweet that. And um, and, and let's get you those poems. And make sure that you, it, uh, every week we have a new commemoration next week. It'll be Rebecca Rose. Shout out to Rebecca who's in the listeners. And um, so you'll be able to collect a whole bunch of these. These are really cool. Brian, what are you doing right now to prepare yourself? How are you continuing to grow your community and preparing yourself for a bull market? And then Adam, I want to hear from you. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's one of those things that I hear whispers of like certain artists are building for the bull but I personally haven't been really thinking. I don't know. I struggle to think more than like three to six months ahead of time. And so I'm mostly just focusing on the now and making sure that the people that are active and collecting feel appreciated, reaching, talking to them, being active in the discords, um, looking at ways to give back to collectors by doing you know, free mints for holders of other things in the past uh, that just kind of make them feel appreciated. But yeah, I don't know. I think that's a good question in terms of like, are are we building for future collectors or should we spend our energy on the current collectors? I think it's a good question. I mean, I don't, I, I think, what you said, I mean, I'm, I'm doing a lot of what you also, you know, talked about where it makes sense to, to, to focus on the people who are here right now. Um, as far as building for the future, I, I think we often forget, like, <laughs> this is, you know, by doing any of those things, we're building for the future, right? Like, you know, not everybody who's collected from us is going to stick around, but those that do, um, you know, we'll, we have opportunities right now to show appreciation for them, for what they've done in the past, for, you know, any opportunities that we get like that. I think what we, there, you know, so many people are focused on just, you know, how awful the bear is and how long is the bear and oh, the bear. But I think we, we overlook the incredible opportunity that we have to be able to talk to people without as much noise right now. Like I, I, I have conviction and I believe that the space will continue to grow and to thrive, you know, over time. I, you know, will it ever get back to what it was? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but I don't think it's going away as a, you know, well, 2025, eh, you know, all of it's gone. No one really, you know, has anything. It could happen, but I don't think it will. And so with, with that mentality that it's going to keep going, um, I think we're, we all have just an incredible opportunity to have these conversations with people that are being pulled in less directions right now. Like there's, there's not as many of us around, but there's opportunity there to, you know, meet people. Like I've, I've met a, a handful of artists and collectors in the last three months that I had, you know, either not known about or, knew about but never really had a chance to to chat with and i found myself you know either in dms with them or um just you know having good conversations on the timeline that result in you know conversations in dms and making more you know deeper connections so i feel like um 
that's just something that I feel like we, you know, it might feel dead right now, but if you walked into a party with a, you know, a thousand people, it'd be hard to talk to anybody and, and have any kind of conversation. But if you walk into a, a, you know, a bar with like 12 people, you can really get to know those people. So I feel like that's where we are. Um, and so understanding that and then not in a bad way, but taking advantage of that. Right. So when a thousand people come later, you have stronger connections with the people who've been through the muck with you. And we've all shared this common bond together and also had time to, you know, meet each other. If you, and if you're able to go to any, you know, NFT events, go if you can, because like that's been, that's, that, that's like a hundred X over, you know, meeting someone online in my opinion, um, because I can look at somebody in the eyes and I can see, you know, I can have a, a connection that, you know, I can tell immediately if it's genuine or not. And I'm, I'm going to come every time to try to have a genuine connection and then follow up. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the extrovert in me. So like I, if I meet somebody in real life, um, nine times out of 10, I try real hard to remember, okay, we followed each other. So I'm going to go and I'm going to, you know, just say something, you know, it was nice meeting you, you know, just to, to carry that conversation over into, into this space, uh, because it's all one thing and it's all, you know, connected. Um, when we were, uh, I went to consensus in Austin, um, this year and it really did. It felt like that room of 12 people, right? Like that's, that's how I got to finally connect with, uh, you know, Snowfro and, you know, have better connections with other people, you know, on both sides, because we're all just, we're, we're all there, you know, versus being spread out. So, so thin. So, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on that. What's up, Brian? Yeah. I would say the other thing, just advice for artists is you kind of touched on it, which is the space is very quiet now. So your voice travels a lot further taking advantage of all of the opportunities like this, this spaces, for instance, or interviews or any of these things to like tell your story and build your content now will make a huge wave in that, in that market. And it's not necessarily giving service to the collectors, but it's just about kind of building your brand, I guess. I don't know, building your personality in the space right now. Um, and so, yeah, I think just like, there's so many different, I don't know how to describe it, um, mediums for sharing your story, uh, whether it's, you know, virtual worlds or blogs or, you know, YouTube interview things. Taking advantage of those is, I think, I would think one of the best opportunities in the space right now, because once the space takes off, those opportunities are going to go to people that probably have managers and teams and all these other things that are going to get them put in the front of the line. Yes, a hundred percent, a thousand percent. Yes, that is exactly what will happen. Um, and everybody will regret not having taken advantage of those moments in which your voice could go a lot further. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, Adam, tell us about the story of fluffy goodness. I think that it is an adorable story and I really want to talk about that. <laughs> um, sure. Sure, definitely. Thank you. Uh, Fluffy Goodness is um, so uh, a brand that I started 
um, that was not intended to be a brand to begin with. Um, it is, um, you know, pe- people can find it at Fluffy Goodness on, on Twitter, uh, because that I actually did have the foresight to get a Twitter account back in like 2009 or whenever it was. Um, but I'm not on Instagram with it. Uh, but what it is, is I'll see if I can condense this back, uh, 15 years, 18, 18 years ago. I don't even know. It's been almost 20. Um, when I was dating a woman who would later become my wife, um, and, uh, it was Valentine's day. I didn't have much money at the time and I didn't know what to get for her. And it was a long distance relationship. And I had kind of always wanted to make my illustrations into plush creatures. Um, my mom taught me how to sew when I was a kid, uh, but I never really did did much with it um, on my own. And so, yeah, I just started making these these creatures um, with the intention of giving it to uh, this woman as a gift uh, for Valentine's Day. And I made a ton of them, and they were terrible. Uh, they were just really, I mean, they were they were adorable, but they were horrible. Like I didn't know what I was doing. All sorts of uh, learning in real time, different techniques and whatnot. Um, but after making a, a bunch of them, I made like two that I thought were cute and decent. Um, so I sent them out to her and she loved them and, and I loved them. And I kind of just like got on a kick. Um, and I became a little obsessed with making stuff. And so I kept making things. I put them up on, in, in my house uh, where I was living at the time on the, on the, the counters and, um, and, yeah, friends came over and they were like, these are great. Can we, how can we buy them? Or what do you want? And I was like, I, I wasn't selling them. It just sort of like, you know, struck me as, uh, you know, it, it, it hit me. I was like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not selling them, but they, you know, kind of convinced me that I should try. And so I wound up going, uh, door to door, store to store and consignment shops and people started saying yes to it, um, which was awesome. So then I started doing craft fairs and I got in some little, you know, magazine publications and, um, really just started pushing them out there and I was making them all by hand. And then by that point, I had kind of figured out like, uh, I was making custom ones, but I was also like making similar-ish looking ones. Like I kind of, you know, started to make a, a character set. Um, but, uh, but one of the things that I really wanted to do was like, you know, with, with, as with anything that I make, I make things selfishly. I make things for me. Like I make things that I would want. Um, and so, uh, one of the things that really, uh, I loved about these was like, I, I was always fascinated by stuff, creatures that had little stories, but, um, I thought it would be wildly more fun if each character had their own name and story, um, unique to their, to them. So like basically one of ones. Um, so I would write thousands of stories, um, and print them out on their tags and I never repeated them. And I just, I would bring them to craft fairs and I'd set out like, you know, a bucket of these, you know, yellow little chicks called buck bucks. And then people would look at them, they'd pick them up. Like, oh, you know, that's cute. And I'd say, yep, they're all their own names and stories in the tag. They'd read it. And then they'd assume that they were all the same. And they look at another kind that they thought it was all the same. But as soon as they understood, as soon as they read two different tags and they would look at me and say, wait, every one of them is different. And I'd say, yep, I never repeat them. They're all different. And they're, they're a little bit messed up just like people, like we're not perfect. And so people would just 
I got a kick out of it. People would just dig through these, read them all until they found the ones that connected with them. And that's what they would take home. Um, and so, yeah, just, I did that for oof, years. I did it for years. Uh, like what Brian was saying, you know, really kind of just hustling and having a good, t- a good time, making like a few thousand by hand. Um, never took them to mass production, had the opportunity, but kind of wanted to keep it, um, like I didn't want to compromise on that. Like I would have had to had like, you know, maybe two to three stories uh, because logistically speaking, that makes sense for mass production, but uh, that was not the appeal that I really wanted. Uh, so I, I wanted them to stay with me. And so I did, I did that for a long time. Um, uh, then when I went and, you know, started learning stuff for the blockchain, um, I I thought it would be really fun to like I, I saw what other people were doing with like collectibles early on, like Kid Eight and Lorona, um, and I saw the them and it was real inspiring. I was like, I've been making collectibles for you know fifteen years plus, uh, and so I just I hand illustrated a whole bunch of these um, and really kind of started to push them further. But each one uh, was a one of one. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I made different series and, um, I put them out there and, and people, you know, pe- people connected with them again, but in, you know, digitally. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was, that was a blast. And just the other day, I think it's my pinned tweet now, just the other day I had a really cool email that I got. Um, and it was a kid saying, Hey, here's who I am. I'm a teenager. Um, when I was three years old. I was at a craft fair and I got one of your little yellow buck bucks. And uh, then my mom asked you to make a custom one. And I made like a really big one, like pillow size one. And there it's like, I'm a teenager now. Thank you so much for the memories. These have been amazing and I love them. And like sent me a picture. And so like that, that lit a fire. Like I kind of, I make things that I hope will connect with people. Um, but to see it connect with like a kid that grew up with it. Right. Like he's, this kid's probably not alone. I've made thousands of these. Right. So whether it was for adults or, or kids, you know, is that sort of like reminder that, Oh, wow. The, the thing that I did that people enjoyed had some kind of a, an impact in their lives. And that, that kind of, I don't know, that really, that hit me in the feels right there. Like that's, that's what I love about making art and creating and making things to put into the world. I love that story um, for a lot of different reasons. But, you know, the the nerdy side of me really also likes it. Like the mom side of me 100% relates to that, right? I, I, I know exactly what that child is probably thinking about. My, my daughter has a lovey who she just... You know, you can't even take out of her hands. And so that that's super relatable. But also what I, what I really like about this story is that you were doing digital collectibles. You were doing collectibles. You were doing storytelling. You were doing relatability. You were doing identity, which is all, all of the, you know, nerdy things that we talk about when we talk about um, NFTs and digital art and, you know, digital identity etc without really knowing or without really looking at it from that lens right and so it fits perfectly into what the space is now about so i don't know like i said super nerdy side of me really appreciates it for 
for that part in which it just makes perfect sense that you would then, you know, go on to create it as, as, um, I don't know, as a, as a backbone of what you then brought more into the digital art space. Am I getting that right? Or am I completely off on that? No, no, you get, you're getting it a hundred percent. Like that's, you know, it was a nice way to sort of dovetail into the space when, you know, space is all about storytelling and, you know, finding deeper connections or at least trying, trying to strive for those things. And it was sort of a natural fit. Like the alignment was already there. Um, my background also in marketing was, was, you know, kind of key too, because I just genuinely enjoy it. Like, which I'm also always torn about because that it, it's a very fast track to getting burnt out. Like I like, I like marketing for other people and I like making art for myself doing both of those things. I enjoy to some degree, but there are definitely days when I just want to make art and say here world, um, I don't have the energy to promote it, but here you go. <laughs> but, um, but also, you know, recognizing that that's not that realistic. So, um, yeah, I, no, it was a, it was a good fit and, and it made sense. And, um, and, and also like, uh, you know, I, I, having done paintings before and, and, and a background of animation, I, I was, you know, able to kind of make these, like I've made so much, art in the last two and a half years um i was making art before but it was you know outside of a gallery show because you know for any time i had like a gallery show and they weren't all that often but whenever i did there was a ton of intention poured into those you know those pieces and when it came to this space i mean my goodness i i i pour so much of myself into every one of these pieces um it's it's you know a, a little emotionally draining but incredibly rewarding um knowing that these pieces that i've put out i'm like incredibly proud of and i don't know that i would have made to this degree a lot of the pieces that i'm making like i think i might have stopped you know before animation or i might have stopped you know and just kind of you know, figure something that I liked and called it a day. So I'm really grateful for, you know, the space that has given me um, even more of a drive to create things with uh, more, even more meaning, um, if that makes any sense. Completely. I want to open up the space if anybody wants to pop up here and join the conversation, either ask Adam or Brian a question or just show up, get on up here, give, give you know, um, throw those flowers. Um, and that's always welcome. In the meantime, Adam, I want to ask you about you have a new drop coming up with Do Drops. Tell us about that. Sure. Um, this is, uh, I haven't really talked about it too much, um, uh, publicly, but I'm about to, um, cause I just finished the piece, uh, this morning. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mentioned, uh, that I was going to do it in my, in my discord, but publicly this will be the first time we'll talk about it, which is cool. Um, I'm really excited. Yeah. Hard to hear first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you know, you know, um, some kind of alpha to the show <laughs> otherwise why are people down there right like that's it <laughs> which by the way thank you to everybody that's who's right. here um it's very cool to to see some people show up um yeah so i don't know i've, I've got this drop uh it's going to drop next thursday 
uh, Dewdrops is a new platform um, that uh, Brian introduced me to. Uh, he had a drop earlier this summer uh, there, um, and it's pretty cool because it's something different um, that we hadn't really seen before. So it is uh, you sign up uh, for text messages. And you don't need, it's all minted on Ethereum, but you don't need any crypto to purchase. So kind of like Nifty Gateway in that you can use credit card um, for, for purchases. Um, uh, almost everything that I've seen come from that, like you wind up, you sign up, you do. The, the only hurdle here is that there is, um, you know, some information that you got to go through and you got to put, you know, mild hoop jumping. But I guess that's kind of also the trade off for not having to figure out crypto if that's something that you're like, oh, I'm kind of interested, but I don't want to deal with the wallet part, you know? So, um, yeah, so uh, this is, uh, you get sent a text message and then it says, here's the drop. This is all the details about the drop. Say yes to opt in or don't do anything if you don't want it. Um, and it kind of explains like most of the drops are limited editions, um, low cost or, or low, you know, somewhat low cost. Uh, I'll be doing a low, low cost, low edition, um, uh, you know, piece. And uh, one of the fun things that I'm going to do with mine as well is that uh, of the people who um, are able to collect, because you basically it's kind of random. So, uh, you know, if you have 25 pieces, however many people, you know, say they want to collect, it's randomized as to who is the, the winners of that. Um, and then from there, we're going to do another randomization to see of the people who've collected, who is going to get um, uh, a fine art print of uh, the piece that um, I'll have sent to my house so that I can sign it. And then I'll ship it off to uh, whoever it is for free. It's just, you know, I'll make it part of part of the experience um, because I, I kind of like the idea of, this platform like i think it's a it's it's kind of a fun way to interact and maybe uh, hopefully onboard some more people just in general into the space in a in a more um you know convenient way for you know for people um i i i like seeing like i've collected from them i like seeing you know text messages they're not every day so it's not obnoxious but i get one in my you know my text and I don't know. I, I don't see all my emails and I don't see all my DMs, but I certainly see my texts. So I think that's a, a pretty cool way to do this, to get art. Um, and yeah, so that's going to drop on Thursday of next week. Um, I have not shared uh, the piece yet, but I'll probably share tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see. What's up, Brian? I've seen it. <laughs> I mean, describe it now. I We share things back and forth. Like, I'll send him stuff, like works in progress, and and vice versa. And it's kind of fun to to like, is this is this good? Is this working? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to add on do drops. Um, I think it's a really cool platform. Obviously, I dropped on. I was the I was the well, I guess the Genesis drop on it. Um, but what what I appreciate about it is that you know my drop was probably the hardest since there was nobody using it at the time, I think maybe 200 people signed up for my drop. Um, but with each sequential drop, whether it's Mumbot or Adam or Amber Vittoria or, you know, all these awesome artists, each one is bringing on their collector base onto this platform. And what that does is for future artists, every person that's ever signed up will get texts about new art. And to me, it's one of the best 
methods of discoverability right now because it like almost guarantees that you're if you're an unknown artist or a smaller artist you're going to reach new eyes that you wouldn't normally reach and you don't have to compete on the timeline and substance it's going directly to text message so you know with each new drop i get more and more excited about this like bigger ecosystem of artists and collectors they're building so uh, i just want to you know give a shout out to the dewdrops people i think they're doing awesome stuff that's really interesting. Okay, so l- let me understand this correctly. You receive a text message, like a notification, every time that there's a new drop? Yep. Yep. And you just every kind of time. respond. They're like, yeah, they have your credit card on file. And so they're like, would you like to buy this? And you just text back yes. And then you're automatically entered into the raffle. Or I think like Amber is doing an open edition, so then it would just automatically charge and mint it. And it puts it into a... A temporary wallet that is hosted on the Recur uh, platform. So it's kind of a um, uh, like Nifty Gateway where it's this kind of custodial wallet, but then you can uh, port it over to OpenSea from there. Wouldn't it get too overwhelming when you have a lot of artists already on there? Well, you only get a text. I think they only do like maybe two to three drops a week. So you only get a text. Um, every every few days or so. I think it's a, a little. It feels like it's a, a little less than that. Like they're they're be, they're trying to be really, as from what I can tell, and also from talking to them, they're trying to be a little bit aware of that. Like I think that would be a downfall if you got a text every day, right? Like that's nobody wants that. But like even if it's like it's it, to me, it feels at least like I get a text once a week, um, sometimes twice, but mostly once a week. Um, how, how it feels, but um, even if they ramp up, like it's 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 not. I think if it was coming every day, it would be a problem. But right now, it's it, it feels like they hit a good balance so far. Um, and I've definitely like I've seen friends on there that have dropped, but then I've seen people that I've never heard of, and I'm like, that's cool. I like that. All right. And then I go and I kind of like in that nifty gateway, you know, style where I'm like, yep, I would like that. I hope I get it, and then I don't. <laughs> but sometimes I do. So it's sort of like, um, I don't know, there, there's there's a mild bit of fun to that anyway, you know, and then you're also getting something that's kind of uh, special, you know, in that it's, okay, so there's only 25 or 50 of these, and, you know, Nate and, you know, seeing if you wind up, you know, being able to get it. Got it. Okay, that makes a lot more sense to me. And and hey, that is innovative, and I and I think that it is really cool. They're definitely doing things outside the box. Um, it, it's funny. It's it's almost like when I say outside the box, it's super reminiscent to what like Web two businesses do, right? Of um, signing up for I don't know their new notification. I don't know. I I buy a lot of stuff online for the kids, so I'm constantly getting, you know, new new alert things. So that's why I say, like, it seems like it would be overwhelming, but I can definitely appreciate if they're trying to minimize that. And I especially can appreciate having, like, my eyes pointed to new collections, new names, new faces that normally I wouldn't, you know, unless I'm scrolling, 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 I probably would not see them before. So that that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Carrie, Carrie Ross, welcome to the stage. I want to welcome you up here. Thanks for coming up. How oh, are you? My pleasure. Anything having to do with Adam or Brian, I'm I'm totally here for it. Um, I, in the Jumbotron or whatever you want to call it up on the, up on top, I was gifted this beautiful Adam-tastic. And I don't know if it's in his main collection or not because it's in a different 
I guess, collection. Uh, but he'll, he can tell you. But this one, I, one day I saw it because he, he has a habit of um, uh, posting them. And I said, oh, where can I buy it? And he dropped it to me. So um, this was a long time ago, or at least it seems like a long time. I've, I think I've known both these gentlemen since um, Clubhouse days. So it's been two years for me. And um, I have the highest respect and joy that I get out of um, seeing um, their their um, posts. Thank you for bringing it back full circle. That's exactly why I named it that, how artists can bring joy to <laughs> NFTs. There you go. Oh, totally. Are you kidding yes. me? It's like, wow. And I learned so much from them. And I, and I have kind of a relatedness um, to the... Uh, IP and creating products that I wasn't I wasn't as successful, but I gave it I gave it at least four years at the licensing show back in the early 2000s, and I enjoyed it tremendously. I learned a lot, so I I totally um, agree that you need to keep persisting and uh, and just don't give up. Oh man, uh, Karen, Adam, go ahead. This is good to hear from you. I, I mean. Hey, hi. Hi. I, I, I mean, so so sweet of you. And if people don't know your work, they should check out your work. I pinned it up top in the, in the jumbotron. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, you you've been doing your your eggs and your amazing art for for so long, and people should oh 40, 50 years. Yeah, just just for a minute, right? So people. Yeah, but, just a minute. But it's it's beautiful, and people should check it out. And and I appreciate you coming up with you know telling telling people about you know my stuff too because I, I and thank you for you're such a, an amazing supporter and friend and like uh, so when I when I got that piece that you were like you know oh this looks this looks beautiful you know I want it how can I how can I buy it um, I don't know you know there are certain things and moments and you know like I I wasn't trying to sell that right so um but but the fun fact with that is that is technically um so i i started uh for some people know but like it was a, a year and a half ago i had an accident where just you know randomly fell down my stairs shattered my femur learned how to rewalk like relearned how to walk everything it was a whole thing um but through after that um while i was recovering um, I realized that I needed some mental therapy um, uh, from that, from COVID, from from the space, from everything. And so when I started therapy, um, uh, my, you know, it was suggested that I journal. And I'm, I as much as I enjoy writing fluffy goodness stories, I think at journaling. I just, I, I'm not what I do. But you know, as an artist, like, <laughs> right, like I, I find other ways yeah. of expressing myself, right. So that was this. So I, I started making these um these characters based on the emotions and how i was feeling in the day and the moment and and so i was just making a bunch of them um that and one of them that you connected with um and uh you know i i kind of felt like there was something bigger there when more people were connecting with it so uh it's called forever friends it's a project that i started uh you know a, a year ago i haven't um officially minted anything besides the one that I gave you as a gift uh, because I haven't oh. fully 
um, fleshed out how and what I want to do with it. Uh, like, like I said, I'm very big on intentionality. So um, it holds me back from just like minting things sometimes. Uh, but like, you know, I, I see a path forward for minting, but I also see a path forward for, for books. I'm talking right now with a friend of mine. Um, and also, Oh, that's great. Yeah. So it's like, this is this, I, I'm starting to build out this larger world. Um, and this was the, first time that I minted any of that I this is like I think I, I I've I've since made little one-offs like um you know in the that world I made the forever friends token which is a token of friendship for 0.01 that is open forever and ever and ever and never closes that's the infinity right yeah that's the infinity ones I love that thank you so yeah and that was you know meant like to be something that is a token of friendship. Um, and, and so if anybody, you know, got that, it was like, there was no point in trying to resell it because you could always buy it for 0.01 for infinity, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I haven't uh, actually put out a proper collection, but this is like the first um, forever friend that was, was minted and yeah, I gave it to you. But then, I love it. And then you you said, "Oh, what wallet?" Because like I don't know if that's a dead one. And I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to go and rescue it. <laughs> that was a time in my life that I <clears throat> I will remember, but I certainly don't want to relive it. <laughs> not not receiving that beautiful gift, but you know about the wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> That's super cool. Well, there you go. You know, sometimes you. you you didn't quite know where you were headed with that, like why you were putting it into the world, and it and it resonated with exactly the person that it had to resonate with. So that I, I love those kind of stories. Thank you so much, Carrie, for coming up here and sharing that with us, Adam. Before we start closing off, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to share with us? Um, I don't know. Uh, I. I have, I, I was uh, interviewed not too long ago by um, by Hug, the the people at the Hug and Randy Zuckerberg and all of them. And that was kind of, that was really nice. And they're, you know, I really love what they're doing over there. Um, that's all on my Instagram. And, um, and, and, you know, I don't think I have any of the content over here yet. Um, at some point I'll figure out how to get it over here. But that was, you know, there's some really fun stuff. And I was it, they just put one out uh, yesterday uh, that was um, kind of a, uh, what do you call it, uh, like a compilation of uh, fast answers between uh, myself, Mumba, and Swopes. We had all done interviews. Um, and so that was really fun to check out um, and just check out uh, the hug. I, they don't pay me, but I think they're awesome. So I'm just saying I think they're cool. Um, but, yeah, no, I would say, uh, you know, in general, um I'm, I'm trying right now. One of the things I'm trying to do, like for, for all of 2021, uh, every Tuesday I did like, um, uh, rising tide Tuesdays and I would, you know, spotlight a bunch of artists and I, I miss doing that to some degree. So now I've just kind of started, uh, pulling pieces from artists that I like tagging them and giving them credit, but like putting it out as a GM post or I don't know if, if there's any opportunities that you can to help other people, go for it because um, it doesn't, you know, even, even though there are more people in the space today than there were when we started, but also there's, you know, not as many collectors and yada, yada, yada. It still doesn't hurt you to help someone else. I'll say that because 
it's you never know who's out there looking and I've had so much help from other people. So, um, yeah, just kind of when you can just pay it forward. Always, always. I always say that, you know, if you have a platform to be able to uplift other voices, you have a responsibility to do so. So yeah, I really like that. Brian, how about you? Anything that you want to talk about before we start wrapping up? Um, just in general, or like shilling, or what are you thinking? <laughs> I mean, you know, go for it. At this, you know, you we're here. You, you already said the word shilling, so go for it. <laughs> With physical prints as well, and um, also one of my nimbuds is currently on auction at Sotheby's for the next week. Uh, mm-hmm. So that'll be fun to see what happens with that. Yeah, I. Sorry, I saw the picture. It's crowded. Oh, right that was that, I photoshopped that. That was that was <laughs> I fake. Know, I, saw <laughs> I, don't, I saw that. I was don't, like, that's nice. I don't think we're getting a physical um, show for this one, so I figured I'd make up a fake one instead. <laughs> Nothing is real anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, well, nothing is real. I, I think the Photoshop is a joke, and I sent it to Manny, our friend, and he was like, "Oh my god, that's incredible!" And I was like, "Oh no, 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 that's 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 actually a picture from the Mona Lisa that I photoshopped," uh, and then that's why I felt obligated to say in the tweet that it wasn't real because I was like, "Oh, am I, am I actually confuse people with this one?" Because that's how awesome you you are, man. Like it it was believable. I'm just saying. Well, thank you. It was believable. <laughs> I saw it in for a second. Like, without reading the text associated to it, I was like, oh, damn. Go, People, go yeah, I just stole a photo from the Louvre. Um, but, yeah, no, that I mean, that'll be cool. Uh, I appreciate that Sotheby's is going to pay royalties on it, so hopefully I'll get some money a few months from now. <laughs> uh, maybe, but, maybe even next year. Yeah, maybe. Um so yeah, there's a lot, a lot of cool things going on. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I can talk about. Very nice, very nice. Drinks on you then. The next conference that I see you at. You got it. I just, I just want to say thank you um, to everybody who showed up here today to listen to me talk and Brian talk about you know all this stuff and and thank you Belle uh, for hosting us and uh, doing what you do to spotlight artists because. Um, it's it's huge and it's greatly appreciated. So thank you, and I'm looking forward to checking out Rebecca's. Yeah, it's absolutely my pleasure. Absolutely, guys. If you ever want to get on the show, just let me know. I'm super happy that next week we have on Rebecca. We are approaching our hundredth episode, and it has been um a journey an amazing incredibly self-fulfilling you know a journey because like I said I'm a strong believer that um if you have a platform if you have a way to do so then you do you use the time and efforts to uplift each other because that's you know um that's the only way that we move forward as a community as friends as a space that that is the only way so support those that support you thank you so much guys for joining us you really could have been absolutely anywhere else but you were here with us if you haven't already do two things number one make sure that you are following adam tastic adam now has this particular um 
well, I mean, obviously he's he's speaking out of it, but he used to have another another Twitter account. Um, so you may still be following that one. This is now the primary one, right, Adam? It is, but uh, I, I made it easy for everybody. Um, I literally just changed this one to the the old one to the new one. So you shouldn't have had to do anything unless you happen to follow me for the first time, like three days before that happened. So um, the other one exists. It was it's Adam Tastic. It still exists now. If you go there, it just says uh, follow this one. But no, everybody who was already following me. Uh, I'm very uh, grateful that I was able to uh, to get my name on here, um, and that in itself is its own little mini saga. Uh, but yes, I'm very I'm very grateful that that worked out. So you don't have to do anything if you were already following me. Thank you. All right, cool, 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 cool. So make sure that you are following Adam at Adam Tastic. Make sure that you're following Brian. Also. Take a look at the pin tweet, please. Don't forget that you have to follow the instructions on that particular pin tweet to get today's POAP. And remember that you want to be collecting more than just one POAP. So show up to the If You Know You Know shows. Um, you know, show love to all the speakers that we have on here every single week and collect those particular pull-ups for those creators. Show them to me. I want to see already, you know, uh, which ones you particularly like. I would love to be able to see that. So make sure you're following Brian as well. Brian, it's always, always a pleasure to have you up here with us. Hopefully you continue to pop up um, even more so. So if this is your first time joining, again, many, many thanks. We do this show every single Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you didn't know, well, now you know. And I'll see you guys next week. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.